0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Baller Bios podcast hosted by yours truly. I know I had a bit of uh, extra long uh, holiday vacation there, but uh, I think it's time we get back to business, get back on that grind. Today we're going to be taking a look at the past, present, and potential future of an upcoming star by the name of Lowry Markinen. Let's take a look. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find too much on Markkinen's high school career, but I did find some things on his national career before he entered college, so I will touch on that a little bit. Um, just to give you a little bit of a warning, Markkinen is from Finland, so there are some words that I'm going to botch, but I will try my best. So Markkinen grew up in Javelskila and played his junior years in the local, on the local team. Markkinen played for the HBA Marski in the Finnish second-tier league from 2014 to 2016. Markkinen made his international debut with the Finnish U18 national team at the 2015 FIBA Europe Under-18 Championship. Markkinen averaged 18.2 points per game to lead the FIBA Euro Under-18 Championship in the summer of 2015. He was the top scorer in the 2016 FIBA Europe Under-20 Championship Tournament with an average of 24.9 points per game and was named to the all-tournament team. Markkinen played with the Finland senior team at Eurobasket 2017, which was partly held in his home country. He led this team to the round of 16 by averaging 19.5 points and 5.7 rebounds over 6 games. He played his second Eurobasket tournament in 2022, so this was just last year. In the round of 16, Markkinen scored 43 points to lead Finland to a 94-86 win over Croatia, setting a new all-time record for a Finnish player at the Eurobasket. The win also led led to Finland's first quarterfinals appearance in 55 years, the last being in 1967. Finland lost in the following quarterfinals to Spain. Markinen averaged 27.9 points on 54.2% shooting and 8 rebounds over 7 games. So that's all I could really find uh, pre-college on him, but now we're going to, like I said, jump into his college career, which was short but full with accolades. On October 17, 2015, Markinen verbally committed to NCAA Division One squad Arizona Wildcats prior to the 2016-17 season. Laurie signed a letter of intent to Arizona on November 11th. ESPN.com reported that the 7-foot Finn was considered a possible one-and-done candidate for the NBA draft. He became the first player since Mike Bibby to wear the jersey number 10. In January 2017, SB Nation regarded him as the best shooting 7-footer college basketball has ever seen. Within the same month, Markham was selected as Pac-Twelve Player of the Week as well as Oscar Robinson National Player of the Week. He has also been named to the preseason Carl Malone Award Watchlist, Naismith Award Watchlist, list, Wood- Wooden Award Watchlist, Wooden Award Midseason Top 25, Wayman Tisdale Award Midseason Watch List, Oscar Robinson Award Midseason Watchlist, Carl Malone Award Finalist, Naismith Top 30 finalist, Merkin was among the 15 finalists for the John R. Wooden Award. He recorded a career-high 30 points on January 12th against rival Arizona State, and also recorded a career-high 13 rebounds three times against Northern Colorado, Washington State, and Washington. His career-high three blocks came against Arizona State in a regular season finale on March 4, 2017. Marknum was selected to the third team All-American by the, by the Associated Press, NBC Sports, USA Today, and the Sporting News on, on March 6, 2017. He was a first-team All-Pac-12 selection, as well as a first-team All-Pac-12 freshman team and first-team All-Pac-12 in Associated Press. At the conclusion of his freshman season, Markkinen announced his intention to forego his final three years of college eligibility and enter the 2017 NBA draft. So although it was a very short college career, he was stacked with awards and accolades and pretty well uh, in contention for every award possible. Now we're going to move on to the start of Marknon's NBA career, which started in 2017. Marknon was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves with the seventh pick of the first round of the 2017 NBA draft. On draft night, his rights were traded to the Chicago Bulls, along with Zach Levine and Chris Dunn for Jimmy Butler and the rights to Justin Patton. On July 5th, 2017, Markkinen signed with the Bulls. Just for reference, this 2017 NBA draft, the number one pick was Markel Fultz, number two, Alonzo Ball, three, Jason Tatum, four, Josh Jackson, five, De'Aaron Fox, six, Jonathan Isaac, and then seventh was Larry Markkinen. There was also names like Donovan Mitchell at 13, Bam at 14, uh, John Collins 19, Jared Allen, 22, and OG at 23. Kuzma also at 27. On October 19th, 2017, Markinen made his NBA debut with the Bulls and scored 17 points in his first game. Markkinen then set an NBA record on October 24th for most three-pointers in the first three games of an NBA career with 10 three-pointers made. Markinen also asked former NBA player Brian Scalabrini, the Red Mamba, to use his number 24, which the big scale allowed. On December 30th, Markinen scored a career high 32 points and seven boards in a 119 107 win against the Indiana Pacers. On January 10th, 2018, Markinen played a career high 46 minutes, scored a career high 33 points, along with a career high eight three pointers in a double overtime win. 122-119 over the New York Knicks. This made him the second 7-foot player to make 8 three-pointers in a single game, the first being Dirk, of course. On January 22nd, he grabbed a career-high 17 rebounds against the New Orleans Pelicans. Four days later, Markkinen blocked a career-high 3 shots against the Lakers. After scoring 17 points against the Bucks on January 28th, 2018, Markkinen surpassed Hanno Hanno Muttala as the career-leading scorer among NBA players from Finland. On May 22, 2018, he was named to the NBA All-Rookie First Team. He ended his rookie season leading the Bulls in rebounds with 7.5 and 4th in scoring with 15.2. His 14 double-doubles was 3rd among rookies behind Kyle Kuzma and Ben Simmons. Now moving on to the 2018 season. Marconin missed the first 23 games of the season. He had a career-high 19 rebounds and a loss to the Brooklyn Nets on January 28th. This would have been 2019 now. He also had 31 points and 18 rebounds over Brooklyn on February 8th. A career-high 35 points along with 15 rebounds and a win over the Boston Celtics on February 23rd. And 31 points and 17 rebounds in a win over the Atlanta Hawks on March 1st. So clearly at the start of 2019, he was just destroying the league as a as a second-year player, grabbing so many rebounds, 20-point games. On March 28th, Markham was ruled out for the rest of the season after undergoing tests for his health problems, which he experienced in a March 26th game against the Raptors. In the 52 games he did play, he was second on the team with 18.7 points and first with nine rebounds and 20 20, er, 20 double-doubles, which was fourth in the NBA at the time. The 2019-2020 season was a bit of a down one for Markkinen, although he began the season tying a career-high of 35 points along with 17 17 rebounds and a one-point loss to the Hornets. The most... uh, The most opening day points by Chicago Bulls since Michael Jordan in 95. That's all we really had for the 2019 season. Like I said, it was a bit of a down one for him. All of his averages were down, so there wasn't too much to speak on there. But uh, moving on to the 2020-2021 season. On January 31st, 2021, Markkinen scored a season-high 31 points on 12 of 18 shooting from the field and 6 of 11 from 3 in a 123-122 123-122 lost to the Portland Trail Blazers. After the Bulls added veteran big men Daniel Tice and Nikola Vucevic to the roster to fortify the front court, Markkinen lost his starting spot. On March 29th, Markinen came off the bench for the first time during the season and the second time in his 194 career games. He finished with 13 points, 6 rebounds and an assist across 22 minutes in a 116-102 loss to the Warriors. Since Marknam moved to the second unit, he had been given lim- limited time and had been playing the small forward position. In a game against the Memphis Grizzlies on April 12th, Marknam went scoreless for the first time in his career. Now, into the 2021 22 season on August 28, 2021, Markinen was acquired by the Cleveland Cavaliers in a three team sign and trade, also involving the Portland Trail Blazers. During his lone season in Cleveland, Markinen averages 14.8 points, 5.7 rebounds, and 1.3 assists on 45% from the field and 36% on three point shots. So he did have a bit of a bit of an upseason compared to the last one where he was moved to the bench by Chicago. Markinum was, Markin was the starting small forward for the Cavs for the majority of the season, and he, along with rookie starting power forward Evan Mobley and starting center Jared Allen, formed Tower City, going against the current NBA small ball strategy and instead using three big men in the starting line. The strategy paid off as the Cavs ended the year seventh in defensive rating and Markinum put up a career high in all of his defensive matrix. So, finally, we'll move on to the 2022 2023 season, the current season we're in right now. On September 1st, 2022, Markinum was traded to the Utah Jazz along with Ochai Agbaji, who we mentioned before. Actually, we mentioned this whole trade on a couple episodes ago, uh, speaking on Donovan Mitchell. But the trade was Ochai Ogbaje, Colin Sexton, three first-round picks, and two pick swaps in exchange for Donovan Mitchell heading over to Cleveland. On November 18th, Markman scored a then-career-high 38 points on 15 of 18 shooting from the field in a 134-133 win over the Suns. On December 22nd, Markkinen set a career high with 9 three-pointers on 13 attempts, while also tying his then-career-high 38 points in a 126-111 win over the Pistons. On January 5th, 2023, Markkinen put up a career high with 49 points, along with 8 rebounds in a 131-114 win against the Rockets. I actually watched that game live, and it was... Uh, Pretty wild what he was doing. He was just draining everything. I feel like uh, Mike Conley on that team is really good at setting him up, uh, getting him open shots, getting him on the pick and roll. It was a good uh, good fit there. But uh, so far in this 2022-23 season, American is averaging 24.8 points per game, 8.7 rebounds, and two assists with 1.3 steals, which is uh, pretty, pretty great. Considering his prior numbers, um, and he's he's kind of leading the jazz who everyone assumed was just gonna tank and try to get Wemby. He's kind of leading them to a actually a winning record. Um, I'm not sure what they are in the East right now, but they're not they're kind of holding their own against everyone, which is surprising and they're actually in the West, not the East. So now we're gonna move on to some fun facts about Larry. He was the fastest player to reach 100 career three-pointers, which he did in 41 games, which is actually pretty surprising. He is a good shooter, but he's not, like, that guy when it comes to shooting. He's not, like, Steph, or you'd assume that, like, Steph, or, like, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, or Clay, or someone like that would probably have that record. But, nope, it's American, which is wild. But, uh... Also, he is the son of Pekka and Rika Markkinen, who are both professional basketball players, and has two brothers, former professional basketball player Mika and professional footballer Aero. In February 2018, Markkinen and his wife Verna Aho had a son together. This, I think he's 25 right now, so this would have made him 20 years old. And in October 2020, they their second child was born when he was 22. Um, I also found some awesome nicknames for Markkinen. There's a uh, Larry Legend, like Larry Legend, Larry Bird, and then there's Larry Bird, like Larry Bird. And my my personal favorite, the Finisher, because he's from Finland and he's Finnish, so that's a pretty awesome one. So moving on to his present day play at this point in his career, I'd rate Markinen at a, just a solid nine out of 10 on the finisher scale. The I'd put him here because he's having such a breakout season and he's definitely, he, he has been a rising star, but then he was kind of had those down years in Chicago and then he started to pick it back up in Cleveland. But now he's, he's kind of back to being a rising star, but, uh, I'm interested to see where he goes from here. So if Utah takes, or sorry, if Utah tries to build around him and they they get some better players, I don't know if he's able to be the second or third best guy on the team. Um, just because his his usage is fairly high, being the number one player on the team, and I don't know if he would put up the same kind of numbers with a with a lower usage rate. It's hard, to, it's hard to know for sure how he would fit alongside another superstar. I'm not saying he's a superstar yet. He's just having an unbelievable season. He's having a superstar-like season, but he's no superstar yet. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how he plays alongside another guy that's better than him because on, on uh, Chicago, he was playing with Levine, and he was doing well until Vooch came and obviously took, took a bunch of his minutes. And then last year he would have been on Cleveland with Garland and, uh, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. And he probably was the second or third best guy on the team, but I just don't think that that was a great fit for him. I don't think he's uh fit to play the three. I think he's more of a four than a three because he is seven feet tall, like two fifty pounds. Like he's a big guy. Um, I think he's better, uh, he can obviously knock down the three, but I think he excels when he's cutting, you know, setting up pick and rolls, pick and pops and just kind of flashing to the net or popping out for a three. He, he can definitely take it to the rack. I'm not trying to like knock him on being able to drive into the net and stuff, but I think he's uh, he's better when he's set up, which Darius Garland is good at doing, but they run more of those actions with uh, Evan Mobley and, uh, Jared Allen, they're they're four and they're five. Why would they have their three guard coming up and setting the screens and stuff? It just clog up the center. So, I, I I am interested to see how how he would play with another superstar. He's he's doing good with Mike Conley right now. Mike Conley's a great facilitator, which is I think helping him excel. And he's like I said before the number one option on the team. They don't have a lot of great scores, so how can you not just feed the seven foot big man who can drain threes in your face? But that is all we have for for this episode of the Baller Bios podcast. I know it was a bit of a shorter one, but um, first one back had a bit of a long break. But we're going to try and get back on that grind. I'll try to keep putting them up uh, weekly for you guys. Uh, Yeah, just let me know if there's any players you want me to cover. And uh, don't forget to follow the podcast. Give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. And if any you wanna join me on the pod, even just shoot me a message or uh email me at ballerbiospodcast at gmail dot com. I'll I check that pretty often. So if you wanna wanna hop on a pod with me, just chat some ball. I'm always always open. But yeah, um like I said, give us a give us a five star rating on Apple. Follow the pod, and that's all I got. Alright, I'm out, peace.